This podcast includes explicit language and sensitive topics that some may find offensive. All views expressed belong to the individual speaking and not a representation of any entity that we have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. It's a chance to back out now. That being said, if, if not, not, enjoy, enjoy the, show. the show. Five, the Batman experience on a college campus. Four, in those types of situations, unless it was sports. You feel me? Three. In 2020. Are you okay with that? Two. That other brother, I don't really speak on his name. You know, because we might throw hands if we see each other. That's how I feel. But one. Welcome back to the Black Man Misunderstood Podcast. This is your boy, Mike B. This is just a neighborhood therapist. Yeah, we back on your airways again. But I'm just a soul who's in tensions of good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be Last the last talk we talked about hit hit home, bro. It hit yeah. at home. True. And I know we were talking about we mentioned this topic in the in the last episode. I think it's time for us to delve into it. You know, you get we gotta let them know about the black man experience at college. Nah. Nah, you don't you don't you don't want that smoke. Let's talk about something else. You don't want that smoke. Nah, no. bro. I think we gotta talk about it. <laughs> which which what you want to talk about, Mike? I'm listening. I'm 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 here for it. If you really want this smoke, come on. I'm a, let me throw a disclaimer right now. I know y'all hear it. <laughs> y'all hear it in my voice. I am not going to be nice if we are talking about this topic. Y'all can contact my college. Y'all can contact my licensing board. I don't care i am entitled to my opinions because i went through some things attending a four-year university that don't care anything about your black life i said what i said Woo, bro I said that, I that feels like fire coming i said that what like i said fire coming that feels like fire coming for real but now i think i'm gonna shed some light on some things that happened to me in college that people wouldn't even expect to happen to me per se, because everyone thinks I'm Mr. Goody Two Shoes, but it's an experience. Like I said, the the butt man experience on a college campus. And for those for those of you out there, I'm talking about how I went to a predominantly white college, and yes, that was my choice. That was my choice, people. Um, Jess, you can describe your college if you want to. We don't have to. I'm just, I just wanted to put that statement out there for for, for the people. Clowns. That's a perfect description. Next. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, man, listen, man. All right, all right, all right. Let me let me stop right. being jaded. Let me stop being jaded. Okay. All right. So I so, went to a predominantly Hispanic university. Okay. Um, 
I'm pretty sure you got data on them. Uh, we had we had our population of lighter hue people, white people. Uh, we had our population of other people. But as far as black people is concerned, if it was maybe six percent of us at that university, five percent of us were athletes. One percent of us were there because we saw an opportunity and we wanted to attempt to make a better way for ourselves. I can I can definitely understand that. I can say the same thing with, with my university. Mm-hmm. Most of the kids, black young men on the campus did play a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, there was others who were uh, fortunate enough to either get a scholarship or have the money to actually go there. You have you know you had the spectrum of black men that went up there from all different shapes of life. But once again, it was. Seventy-five percent white. Let's mm. just call it point blank. Period. And yes, it was a predominantly white school. Folk. Yes, I chose to go there. Yes, I did. So let me let so, me stop you there. Let me stop you there, Mike. Let me stop you there nope. because nope. you're gonna get the question that needs to be answered right off the back. Okay, so let's answer it right now. Okay, go ahead. They're gonna be like, "Well, if y'all feel like that, that's y'all fault. Why y'all ain't go to an HBCU?" All right, bro. Go ahead. Woo! Go ahead. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it out the way, bro. You asked for this smoke, man. Let's go ahead and do it, bro. Before, before we actually delve into the topic like I wanted to, all right, I'll answer that question right away. Okay. Um, I purposely didn't go to predominantly black school, HBCU. HBCU. Um, one, because my sister didn't want me to go one. Uh, no, nah, I don't blame Keish. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not blaming Keisha, but no, Keisha has a big influ- had a big influence on my choice. True. Um, I give you that. didn't want me to go one, um, and also it, it it wasn't that I didn't like my black people. I love my black folks, right? You know, I love the black coach and everything, right? It was more so I was gearing myself up for what was in store for me in the workforce. Because mm. let's let's be frank. We graduated what 2009? Yeah. High school. When, yeah. when was the push for diversity in companies really taking off? Let's think about that for a second. Let's think about that for a second. Most of that stuff and that data didn't really start coming until after the 20, 2010. Yeah. I can't argue with you. So for for people who don't understand why I chose a predominantly white college over HBCU. That's one of the reasons. I wanted to see what I was going to have to deal with on an everyday basis once I graduated. Mm. And that was another reason. Another reason is because I went up, I went there to go play football because I was on football scholarship also. So mm. yes, I am an athlete, folks. Yes. I am not just brains, but I am brains and brawn. Mm. There you go. And that's why I went to a predominantly white school. There you go. So well, now, oh, go ahead, bro. Yeah. I, I wish you would have went second because you're going to make my reason sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Um, I, I had a flurry of reasons. Let me, let me go into the, uh, the personal reasons. I personally wanted to go to Virginia Tech. Personally. I think I remember that though. I yeah. 
Yeah, Virginia Tech still to this day is my favorite college of all time. And I think it's just because of the colors and because of the football team. But I don't even remember if I applied or not. That's beside the point. Virginia Union University. Yeah, you know who that is, Mike? Yeah, man. Okay. So I was looking that college up, and that was the college I wanted to attend. Started looking it up. I ain't gonna lie. I seen the cheerleaders. I seen some of the women that was in the brochures, and I was like, "Ooh, we, we, we are men at the end of the day." So <laughs> don't get it twisted, people. We are men at the end of the day. We do have our flaws. Listen, listen. I got a, I got a, I had a huge flaw as a youth. Okay, um, as a heterosexual black man in America. I love me some black women. And as a youth, college didn't make sense to me. If I was going to college, I was going to college because it seemed like the only other thing to do. It was either rep the set or do something with your life. And do something with your life is having a a high-paying job or going to college. That's what we're taught. So as I was looking at the HBCU, which is Virginia University, I, for some reason, got smart and realized I was only going to go there to try to pick women apart because I I liked what I saw. It wasn't until my grandmother came down from Texas, God rest her soul. um, This is a Guyanese woman, full-blooded, born in Guyana. Came into my room. Started speaking to me. Hey, boy, what you going to do for school? I'm like, oh, grandma, I'm probably going to go to Virginia University. She said, why? Now, I don't know what y'all know about (laughs) Guyanese people or Caribbean people in general. You can't just speak to your grandparents any way you want to. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to max it. You know, I had to max it up. I couldn't really tell her, like, you know, I'm trying to go for the ladies. Like, they're looking voluptuous. You know what I mean? I couldn't tell my grandmother that. So she was bro, like, bro, this is a funny thing you say that. Because when Horace went to Howard for a visit with Keisha, Keisha asked him what he liked. He was like, some ooh-la-la girls. That's what Keisha's I'm saying. Like, you not going there? That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, that's what I'm here for, baby. You know? <laughs> but I digress, man. I, I, I eventually told my grandmother, well, hey, they got a good football team. I think I can uh, do good here. She must have saw through my bullshit. She grabbed my ear, twisted it, and while she was twisting my, my pinch your ear, boy, and I just keep. She just kept going in, kept going in, pinching my ear. I'm like, yo, grandma, granny, like, yo, you chill, like, what you doing, like, relax. You're coming down to Texas with me. I'm like, yo, granny, I'm good on Texas. Like, I heard the horror stories. I'm straight. I don't want no parts of that. She didn't give me a choice. She said, your cousin is going to this school, this, the, the, and I will not name the school. Your cousin is going to this school, apply to this school. Yeah, all right. My mom had a part in that, too. Right? So I applied to the school, and I got in. And if you, again, if you a kid from the hood, you know, my grades was whatever. I was super smart in school, but I didn't try. Cause I didn't want to. I thought school was stupid. I still think school is stupid, and I got a master's degree, but that's here nor there. 
<laughs> you know. So I I was not that I was forced to apply. I wanted to apply because I I wanted to make a better way for myself. I just didn't know what it looked like. And for people that don't know my story, I started out at community college. My first semester was at Passaic County Community College. Shout out to them because that was a that was a very enriching experience for me. I, I learned a lot. I actually learned more there in that one semester than I did at this four universe four year university. No cap, but. I really appreciated that because that gave me, I became a transfer student when they accepted me and it really opened my eyes, man. It was a culture shock and I'll stop right there. But if I, if I had it my way and I can turn time around, I probably still wouldn't attend an HBCU strictly off of the fact that I wouldn't have met my wife. So if I had to go back through all the bullshit that I went through with this four-year university, I would do it all again for her. But if I didn't know her, oh, your boy, it's on and popping, son. You feel me? Really, 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 really stupid for that. You stupid for that. She gonna get you, bro. Hey, man. She, this, she gonna get you. You know what it is? I don't change. <laughs> Talk to me, bro. Talk to me. So we right. got that out the way. We didn't answer the the listeners question you know they they was a little upset about that but now that they understand talk to me man so, what state did you go to school in it was in rhode island bro hey you from patterson new jersey yeah man how was that culture shock for you the crazy thing is i didn't i didn't see this as the culture shock because i expected it mm, you were prepared I I expected it because I I knew what I was getting myself into, and at that point, you know, I wanted to be an accounting major. So I I knew what I had to deal with, mm-hmm. and I knew the workforce I was gonna see. Um, but yeah, man, it was. I wouldn't say that was a culture shock of going up there and being surrounded by white folks. I think my culture shock was. When I started to see how ignorant white folks were. Mm. Like, to be honest with you, like, I can't really remember us in Patterson and during grammar school and high school being in those types of situations unless it was sports. You feel me? When we started, when we were playing all the, um, the white town schools and you know, the rest is giving them more favor than us. Oh. Even though people even though people don't think that happens, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in track and field. So when you when you're speaking about ignorant, you're you're talking about the actual meaning of it, not the slang terminology of it. Actually ignorant to like you're blind to or you don't know what you don't know. Oh yes. Okay, yes. okay. That's All right. Let me make that I mean. clear. Make that clear. Yeah, let's make that clear. Because you know, I was on the football team, so get to meet people from all over the place. Like we had people from Cali, from Miami, from DC, mm. uh, Rhode Island, of course, New York, Jersey. You know, you know they they spread as far as they could for mm. certain parts and uh, for for certain players. And finding out what some people think of where you come from or how they think. You only think the way you think, um, and 
you only do it because uh, a certain person is black or a certain color or acts a certain way. That's why you, you follow them or represent them and they don't want to hear your reasoning. That, that I believe, was the culture shock for me. Give me an example. So, you know, we from Patterson, right? Mm-hmm. Any W-Sure? We've done heard about murder, gang wars, all this violence in the city. Like, we know about it, right? Yeah, we've seen it. First like, let's just lived it. let's just say let's just say you know I'm having a kind of a casual conversation with teammates about it. You know, a white man, young man that is at the time, had the audacity to come up to me like, "Oh, I can go to Patterson any day of the week." And just walk around that place like I own it. That ain't nothing. Is is he lying, bro? You you really think he could just walk around Patterson with no one knowing who he is in certain areas, <sighs> bro? I'm I'm not I'm not about to have my hood pass revoked messing with you, bro. <laughs> so I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that. I'm just saying, like, if a stranger walks into Patterson and people don't recognize who this person is, at a certain hour of the day in certain part of the town, you can't just walk into Patterson like that, bro. And you know, I'm you know I'm talking right. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm gonna let you just continue. I have nothing to say. I bow out. <laughs> you, can, you can bow out on that. But nah, I'll bow out. Coming, nah, but he was coming crazy like, oh, Patterson ain't nothing. It ain't tough. It ain't. I'm like, mm. I'm like, bro, I'm like, you don't know what I grew up in mm. and what I had to go through. Because I'm like, like we both said from the beginning, I was never that hood kid. I lived in the hood, but you know, I didn't present myself as such mm. but it didn't it didn't stop me from making friends and hanging out in the same hood people know people know who i am still to this day it's not gonna change me it made me who i am so but, you're telling me that this young white male mm-hmm. has never been to patterson never been said that he would come to patterson Walk through Patterson, wouldn't be touched. They can run it. And can run Patterson. Because we in Patterson, New Jersey, are Butter Roll Soft, Broadway, Flacco, Brother Store. Yo, I'm bad you dropped the Butter Roll, though. But yes. (laughs) But yes. You get exactly what I'm saying, man. That man, that man. Okay, so look. We're going to stick with the college situation. But that man might have a point. And I only say that because there's something systematically wrong with us as a culture where we view white people as, hey, yo, leave them alone. We ain't, we, we ain't trying to go to jail or, you know, we don't want that issue. In the 1970s, we want it all smoke. I wish you would walk through my hood without a pass. You understand? But, bro. But 
you got to think about that generation that was coming up after us. That generation in Patterson, they ain't care. That's what I'm think saying. Think about that for a second. So is he wrong? I'm pretty sure he's wrong. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure he's wrong. Uh, hey, bro. Hey, hey. I tell you like this. I ain't trying to, man. I'm just gonna say how it is. You show me a white man in Patterson that got long hair just walking about the streets any time of the day with long and hair, and he's not on drugs, and he's not on drugs. Okay, you got a point. <laughs> Got a point. I'll, we'll we'll rest it at that. Keep going. Keep going. What happened? Of the the many conversations I had like that, bro, where yeah. I just people didn't realize, like, bro, I was I was helping out one of the campus organizations I was part of, the Multicultural Student Union. Hmm. God bless your heart. Check you out. Yeah, Mister Involved, man. Come on now, <laughs> bro. Why I hear my freshman year, someone say, I never knew there was a Black History Month. Oh, wow. That's that's different. You got to talk to me about that. How, how was that <laughs> bro, experience for you? Bro, this is me working the table, like letting people know about the events that we're having, about what we're doing in Salmo, Soul Food Night. Um, that was a cafeteria, by the way. Um, hmm. Bro. To hear someone say they never heard about Black History Month. Like, have you read your history books? Do you know who Martin Luther King is? Do, do you know Malcolm X? Like, do you know the history of the civil rights movement at all? Like, do you know what entailed 30 years before you were born? <laughs> mm. Or are they spoon feeding you stuff that you ain't even got time to pay attention to other parts of history, bro? Do you, do you know what kind of car he had? I don't even remember if it was a girl or guy. I just, I just know I heard him say it right in front of the table. I asked that question because you can tell a lot about a college student by the car that they're driving. I know that's stereotypical, which is true. No, yeah. no, but it's true. Yeah. No, it's true. Mm. Bro, that was but <laughs> those are two instances that's in conversation. Now, we can talk about the classroom stuff. I'll get into that a little later. Okay. But um let's talk about the nightlife, right, on campus. I'm I'm, I'm just keep it real. Mm-hmm. You know, people go have have parties on campus and different parts of the campus, you know, you know things that college students do, bro. As in, and the crazy thing is, I didn't even think I was like king of the world because I was an athlete. You know I me, mean? I'm Mike. I know I'm an athlete, but I'm trying to go have fun. I'm trying to dance, chill. I, I'm I'm thinking about the fun. I ain't thinking about my status on campus or anything. No, I don't have. That's not me, bro. So how I go to one party, right? With my teammates, you know, hang out and chill. And then, you know, we all disperse and go to where wherever we, we want to go to next. So I get invited to a house. 
uh, by a couple of classmates of mine. Like, it might come through. You know, they know I, I can I can dance and like uh, do what I want on the dance floor. I, I ask them where the location is. They tell me. I walk over there. They're in a party, so I'm like, yo, I'm gonna see you on a few. I walk over there. I knock on the door. They open the door, bro. You know what they say to me, right? You yeah. already know what's coming. Nah, I'm waiting on it. Nah, man, you can't come in here, man. This party ain't for you. Ooh, nah, you lying. Bro, this is freshman year this happened. What year is this? This is still 2009? Bro, bro, this is either fall 2009 or spring 2010. Wow. Wow. They say you can't come in here. What was your they mom? Not even, bro, they not even going to... I asked why, but they not even going to say why. What, what was your mind frame at that moment? Bro, if I was an a- angry black man, <laughs> I may have swung on somebody that day. I'm like, what you mean? And then, and then I know why? What you mean? But this is what was going through my head. I'm like, I'm a representation of my family on this campus. Okay. And I'm here on scholarship. True, true, talk. I know all the rules and regulations and, you know, campus bylaws and all that good stuff. Like, incidents like, incident like that happened, that might be it for you. Mm. Also, I hear my coach in the back of my head. If you're going to go out, be smart. You know, I was out, bro. I was tight. You know I was tight. Because you, I, I don't. I never really heard someone tell me I couldn't go anywhere until college. Like your parents say, your parents say it, but you expect your parents to say it. Yeah. But the someone to be your equal. Supposedly. Supposedly. To stop you and be like, nah, you can't come in. And you know the reason why, and they're not gonna say it. Bro. And the crazy thing is. That wasn't the only one that night. It happened like two more times. The same night? The same night. You telling me you experienced racial discrimination three times in one night. Of course. Just trying to dance at a party. Yep. Yeah, I heard you, B. Bro, that's freshman year. For it to all come full circle, skip ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Senior year, I done been on the campus already. Part of the football team. A lot of people know who I am. Been on the dance team. Was been in the Mr. Bryant contest. Won it my senior year, of course. Bro, senior year it's different. Ain't nobody excluding me nowhere. <laughs> Michael, you coming? Michael, where you at? What happened? What, what, What's what? the change? What was yeah, the change? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk, walk me through that, man. I think the change was more so people didn't perceive me as a threat. In your senior year? In my senior year. You, uh, okay, all right, well, just pause there for a second. In 2020, are you okay with that? 2020? Yeah, yeah we, 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 we in this moment right now. In this moment right now, are you okay with that? Now that you brought it to the 
Because I'm pretty sure you've never said that out loud. I, I probably have con- uh, a conversation or two about it. Okay. I haven't, I haven't like spoken outwardly for other people to hear, but I've spoken about it. Okay. Um, am I okay with it now? 2020, yeah. I still wouldn't say I was okay how I was treated freshman year. No way. You know what? I take that back. I did speak about it before. And it was in a, a campus uh, conference, a campus dialogue. Um, it's basically, I, I guess it was like a discovery day. What's on that? Campus. Like so a, basically, uh, it's, it's a bunch of yeah. It was not like an orientation, but it's like basically different seminars that they did in the spring. To like, um, like with some students, it was for them to pre- um present their project that been work they've been working on so far all semester oh, re- long the or, research project yeah it's like research projects or mm. they just want to talk about different things that's happening on campus um or that they're planning on to help do for campus you know different little things all over the place yeah i happen to be a part of a conversation to talk about the race relations on campus and in this conversation, you had someone who's Jamaican but grew up in the United States. Mm-hmm. You had Jamaicans who grew up in Jamaica. On the same panel? On the same panel. All right. You also had you also had a, a bunch of different international kids um, on the same panel from all different parts of life, Africa, Spain, you know, different areas. Um, and you also have Hispanics that grew up in America too, and to hear to hear our international counterparts how they experienced racial profiling on the campus was crazy. Because you go to Jamaica, you see white Jamaicans if you see them. You see Asian Jamaicans if you see them. Mm-hmm. People ain't gonna say nothing. They're just gonna be like, "Oh, look at the Jamaican man," and call Sean it a day. Yeah, Sean Paul. And, and, and keep it and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. The people who are on the panel with me it was like, "Yo, this is this whole thing with the the racial color thing," mm-hmm. and it was a culture shock for them. He said that that was the first time he experienced racial profiling in and his life. A, in his life, he's uh, from Jamaica. Uh, okay, okay, all right. From Jamaica. Yeah. He said, he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't Jamaica. I see someone of white skin come up to me. It's nothing. Up here is a different animal. Mm-hmm. He, he, he literally described a similar situation that I went through freshman year that he got denied going into a party. That's because of the color of his skin. But let me ask you this. Could you hear the music that was coming out of the party? Probably. Was it rap music? If I remember correctly, that night, was, they were probably playing hip-hop. Does that make sense to you? Them listen. Everyone has their choice to listen to their own music, bro. Nah, fuck out of here. See, you being nice. Okay? <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm not... Nah, right. nah, nah. Fuck out of here. You, right. you as a black man, okay? And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to get my, my fire in real quick. Ahead, my fire session in real quick, man. You telling me 
you walk across the yard to go to this house and say, oh, hey, I'm here for the party. And you hear slob on my knob, like corn on the cob, checking with me <laughs> and your job. Mm-mm-mm. Right? You, you know, so you ready, bro. You ready. You like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm talking about. They open the door and they go, oh, nah, nah, nah. This ain't that kind of party. Huh? You playing Juicy J. That's my guy. How you going to tell me I'm not invited into your party playing my guy, my people's music? Have you lost your mind? And you're going to tell me, oh, it's no big deal. I ain't worried about it. Man, get the fuck. Bro, I'm not trying to hear that shit. I'm not trying to hear that. Of course I was tight. Of course I was tight. I'm like, yo, what? Mm-mm. Bro, I was. Yeah, of course I was tight. So what was... what was the drastic change from freshman year to senior year? I'm still not understanding. They said you you telling me they don't they don't they no longer see you as a threat. How were you a threat freshman year? Well, you was gonna go in there and steal all eight chicks? Nah, bro, I wasn't even like that. <laughs> so what was the again? Miss, hey, look, misunderstanding. Good, yeah. So they looking at you. Expecting you to come up in there, swing your meat around, do some dance moves, Mr. Smooth, return of the Mac. I can't with you. You understand? And all the girls in there, oh my God, what's your name? Oh, uh, how long you been here? And all that extra <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> you done heard it before. Yeah. Come on, bro. You done heard it before. <laughs> right? That's the truth, though. You understand? So now they looking at you like, nah, we can't let him in here. We ain't going to get no buns tonight. No buns. And then and the people that wasn't looking for buns, man, we're not going to get no answers to the test tomorrow. Because she ain't going to be interested. She's like, nah, I'm giving all the midterm test answers to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have let your ass in the party either. <laughs> Yo, fuck out of here, man. What are you talking about? But yo, the funny thing is, uh, some of them honestly thought like that, though. That's the crazy part. Man, that's 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 the crazy part. But then here's the flip side. When the black kids, the international kids start throwing their parties, Mm -hmm. white kids expect to get in all the time. Did they get in? To be frank with you, I can say yes to some and no to others. If you if you weren't on, I I, I remember a couple of parties like this. It got to a point where, like, because we didn't want our parties to get broken up, we wanted it to be a chill spot. We didn't want no fighting or anything like that. It got to a point like if you didn't know someone in this party that well, and they and they could vouch for you, you weren't getting in. Uh, we gave them a dose of their own medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. But you know, there was other parties where you know it was everyone. Could keep everybody out. Okay. But yeah, man. We nah. I'm not gonna front. There was parties we gave them their own dose of medicine because you know we didn't want we didn't want a lot of craziness, right? Like 
we can get rowdy and a little crazy ourselves, but we're not always like that. Let's be for real. And I'm not trying to stereotype nobody, but I can count on my hands how many black parties were broken mm-hmm. up because of a fight. Mm-hmm. And how many predominantly white parties were broken up because of a fight or disagreement. Okay. And stopped the party completely. And everybody went back to their room. Oh, y'all wasn't doing this in the um like rental homes. Y'all was doing this in the dorms. Bro, there's parties in the dorms in the suites. There was parties in the townhouses. Bro, there's parties all over the place. Mm. They even they even got to a point where parties were off campus too. Yeah, there you go. Those are <laughs> the ones I'm used to. Yeah, man. See, and the crazy thing is the ones the ones off campus, you really didn't see those those type of problems like that. You may get a fight or two, but more people but the crazy thing is most people had people like a watchdog and like, yo, they don't have to chill this or try to break or force the people to separate before you even get to that point. Yeah, because they ain't trying to get kicked out the apartment. <laughs> no, and they, it's not even that they're getting kicked out of the apartment. It they're not on campus. It's they're not gonna be dealing with campus police. They're police, dealing with yeah. the actual police. Hey, and that's listen, a whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, that don't attend college, campus police, that's a different animal. You know, I know we deal with the regular twelve in the streets, but man, campus police, man, they they really they they super cops. They feel like they super cops, bro. You do you agree? Yes, I can say I can say that they some some of them. I'm not gonna say all some. Okay. Because I've had no, no, I've I had great relationships with some of the campus cops. Like they like when I had my townhouse, they come down like, yo, you gotta shut this thing down. And like, all right, cool. Uh give us like five minutes, we'll get everybody out of here. They gave us the respect for us to break up our own parties. What year was that for you? That was like, what, what sophomore my, year, junior year? I can say it was sophomore junior junior and senior year. Because you know, I st- I knew people on campus at that point. Yeah, and people were calling me everywhere. So the campus police saw I was in there. Hey, like, yo, Mike, can you help out? Mm-hmm. So you became you became somewhat of a um a peacemaker for the campus type of deal, bro. Don't it sound like me? <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Cause that's a don't stark contrast like to my lifestyle for for the for the college. Stark contrast. My 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 relationship with university police started off bad from the jump. My transfer year going in, I was still a freshman on the second semester of the freshman year going into that school. I had um, linked up with some people. They wasn't troublemakers. I didn't think so anyway. They just lived their life freely. They they you know, <laughs> hey man, you know it is what it is. <laughs> You know, shout out to AS from San Antonio. You know who you are. That other brother, I don't really speak on his name, you know, because we might throw hands if we see each other. That's how I feel. But um, we were uh, we were characters, you know, but we wasn't making trouble. It just so happened to be that I'm walking uh, one of my wife's uh, friends back to the dorm room. And we just making sure she get Uh-oh. back there safe. We just making sure she get back there safe, man. And but it, it is three black young men, one 
black female. So we get her there and she like, oh, hold up. I want to give, you know, she, she said my man's name. Uh, I ain't gonna say my man's, he ain't my man's, but you know, they said, oh boy's name. I want to give him something. Right. So she walked up in there and, um, rent a cop. I don't know who he was. Uh, this random student walks out. You guys can't be here. Bro, you know how I am. You know how I am. It's it's zero zero to hundred real quick. You couldn't you yeah. couldn't possibly be talking to me. So I responded. I said I said, yo, my man, um, I'm gonna ignore you. I know you're not talking to me. You must be talking to one of these brothers right here. And they and, and you know how we are in the black culture, bro. We we joke like that because you couldn't mm -hmm. be talking to me. So you gotta be talking to my homie. Cause I don't know. You. <laughs> I don't know you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they responded, nah, we don't know him. And then he got loud with his Hispanic privilege. See, we don't talk about Hispanic privilege. There are some Hispanics in the world that feel as if they are entitled to the same privileges that white people feel they are entitled to. But that's another conversation. I said what I said. He felt he was white. And he mm. felt he had privilege. And he felt we shouldn't have been standing there waiting on this young lady to come back like she asked us to. So they are starting to argue with him. I'm silent. Again, I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. We don't talk. But, but bro, mm -hmm. it's not even like he went, he was walking into her room. He bro, was outside waiting. He, who, you talking about this dude? Yeah, I don't know where he came from, bro. He just appeared. It's it's dark. But no, but I'm talking about the boy you was with. He was waiting with y'all. He didn't even go inside. Nah, yeah, he's staying outside with us. Oh, that's wild. Okay. That's wild. But this dude appeared out of nowhere, bro. Okay. Rent a cop dude. He's a student. She comes back out. She hears the commotion. She jumps in the middle of it. I guess she knows this dude. She says his name and she's like, no, 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 they good. You know, I brought him over here. And he was like, oh, boy, that's, I mean, if, if there's a problem, my grandfather is the chief of UPD, the university police department. When wow. he said that, hey, bro, I ain't gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. This is me. I'm, I'm frosty, bro. I'm fresh off the plane from Patterson, New Jersey, bro. I have not become accustomed to the, the South Texas ways of being professional or any of that nonsense that they, they, they oh, try, to, try to throw on me. You understand? I, I'm a different type of person. When people talk to me, they say, oh, you know, the neighborhood therapist is a real good guy. He's a stand-up guy. You know, he talks to me. He helps me with my problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm all of that, man. I've always been that since I was a kid. But do not play with me. I'm not him. You go to one of them other people. If you want that type of scenario, I'm gonna always give it to you raw, blunt, and fire. Like I gave it to his ass. I say, yo, my man, I'm gonna tell you just like this. You can call whoever it is you need to call. Mm. And then I said some choice words after that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I walked off. I, I told the shorty, I was like, yo, you good? Cause you know this dude. So you good? You know, I don't wanna, I don't want you to be left out here alone feeling like, you know. You're going to get harmed or nothing by this dude. And like, she's like, oh, no, nah, you know, blah, blah, I'm good. All right, cool. I started walking off. The two dudes are still sitting here arguing with this dude. 
I turn around, I'm like, yo, that ain't it. Let's fall back. Let's move around, yo. Right? Mm -hmm. They still want to sit there and yabber with them. I keep walking, bro.